0: We got our first hate comment on Reddit the other day. (gasps) Did we? Yeah. Do you want me to read it? What?
1: Yes. What is it? Um, Oh my God.
0: I think it was more because I was kind of like posting in a group randomly, like with my own username. Um, Let me see if I can find it. It says, stop spamming your shitty podcast. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) And I liked it. (laughs) oh no that's funny maybe laugh i don't think they even listened. i think it's just because i posted to that forum but it was funny
1: <laughs> well how dare you i know the audacity the
0: audacity oh my god All right, well, we can stop recording now <laughs>
1: Welcome to Your Mom's a Hoax, the podcast where we talk about all things weird, strange, and happening on the internet. We aren't really talking about things that happen,ing but...
0: Your voice got kinda deep just then, and you sounded real serious in the cold opes. Or, I mean, in the, whatever, the <laughs> intro. And I was like, okay.
1: <laughs> this is a serious podcast, Alexis. Is it? This is hard-hitting news, only. O- okay. <laughs>
0: um... All right then. We don't report the Obviously. news at all, <laughs> but okay. I
1: mean, we we report a type of news, yeah. Uh, Sometimes okay. it's old news.
0: You're doing a lot of yoga over there. Um, I am. Yeah, stretching out my legs. Yes, real far. About as far as you can get them, actually. Mhm.
1: What can I say? I like a good stretch. How are you? <laughs> I, I'm good. I'm good. Um, tired, but good. Yeah. Yeah. My, my child uh, in the span of like the last like 12 hours, um, both fell off our bed. She's fine.
0: Um, and then <laughs> fell out
1: of her high chair. She's fine. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know. Falling over thinks she got it but she don't well because she's she's very determined Mm-hmm. and that determination is might be the end of her well you know
0: you win some you lose some one day she'll figure it out
1: <laughs> maybe maybe i should just maybe. fall down well, a okay. lot it's fine She didn't really fall off the bed. To be more specific, it was the middle of the night. She touched her dad's feet and she was shoved off. (laughs) Fuck that kid. Poor
0: thing. That sucks. I mean, it's an accident. It's not his fault. Like, it's fine. And she, she really, like, she, I don't, I don't even think she cried. I bet she was just pissed that she was awoken. But he freaked out. Oh, well, yeah, he just kicked his kid off the bed. Yeah, and most parents... Oh, my God. Yeah, most parents (laughs) worth their shit are gonna freak out, dude. (laughs) But it's also funny as fuck that he yeeted her ass off the bed.
1: (laughs) He was asleep, and as I've learned, uh, should not be touched when he's sleeping. That's fair. Yeah, that's how I've gotten... Lots of people are
0: like that. Smacked many a times. Mm Mm-hmm. I've been punched in the head a time or two (laughs) on accident, like... They just be like sprawling out and it's like, boof! And I'm like, why?
1: <laughs> <laughs> One time I went to get in our bed and Arthur freaked out and punched me. Why? I don't
0: know, he asleep? Was asleep. Yeah, oh. he was
1: asleep. I guess I scared him. And he just reacted first and didn't think for a second, oh, <laughs> my wife could be getting in bed. Yeah.
0: I'll do you one better. I had an ex one time who shall not be named, uh, that pulled a gun on me.
1: <gasps>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'd gotten up in the middle of the night and spent the night at his apartment and I got up in the middle of the night to get some water. I had turned on like the hall light. Cause I'm not trying to like, I don't know, his brother lived there too. I'm not trying to wake everybody the fuck up. I <laughs> do know
1: who this ex is. <laughs> okay.
0: And, Confirmed. And, um, Anyways, I'm in there getting water. I got the fridge open, and he comes out of his bedroom with like a gun, and, like in yeah. his hand. And I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And he was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm getting water. You have a gun." And he was like, "I thought you were an intruder." And I was like, "No, fucker, I'm not an intruder." I so listen. I've
1: had a I had an ex point a gun at me. I. Because I do, I know exactly who that is, and that is honestly the most on-brand thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. Actually, (laughs) yeah. That (laughs) what an idiot!
1: I'm so glad that he
0: is an ex. Thank God. Thank God. (laughs) Like I just, oh. Oh Lord! All right, you're ready to do this shit? Do you want to flip a coin or what? (laughs) Yeah.
1: All
0: right, heads. I forgot to call it.
1: Tis tails. Oh, it's your turn. this me. that's you. A b b. Oh wee wee. Uh, as the amazing Jillian and Patrick would say, uh, TikTok. It's cult o'clock. Oh, is it? Yes. Ooh, what cult is it? So. This is a spiritual warrior, the cult of James Arthur Ray. Okay. So James Arthur Ray. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Cult leader. Okay. So some, a little bit of background. We're going to do a little bit bit of background. I'm going to go over some terms and then we're really going to get into the, the cult of it all. Okay. So he was born on November 22nd, 1957 He was an American uh, self-help businessman, a motivational speaker, and author. Um, So, already I feel pretty solid about me not being in this cult, because generally when I hear motivational speaker, I go the other way. Well, I guess I don't
0: understand how you become a motivational speaker. Like, I... I know people that have done things, like, will go and speak. Like, I get that. But, like, how do you just be someone that's, like, doing... I don't understand those people.
1: So, like, <sighs> I think... Like, for me, motivational speakers, I would see. Mm-hmm. People that have, like, been through some ish, taken their experiences, and are now taking that that life and, like, going and teaching people. I'm like, yeah. Heck yeah. All for Go that. Go for it. Yeah, for sure. That's great. But,
0: like, white dudes that write books and travel to schools... I don't fully like. I don't understand that. What are, What are you doing? How do? you... Why are you yelling? Why Why are you yelling at me? Right. You have a microphone, sir. Yeah, I.
1: I'm. I'm always very like. I don't know. I'm. I'm always a little skeptical when it comes to motivational speakers because I feel like that can go. That can get weird real quick. Yeah you know what i'm saying
0: and i feel like it's a whole lot of like telling me to make my bed when they don't make theirs you know what i
1: mean well and it's giving me a uh, like every time i think of motiv- motivational speakers i immediately also think of like MOMs, and i think that's why i'm like okay mm-mm. fair yeah i don't know about all that
0: no that's fair
1: i don't know about all that mm-hmm. but he was a motivational speaker and an author his father was a preacher in Oklahoma. Yeah, at, Oklahoma. Yeah. At the Red Fork Church of God in Tulsa. Nice. Um, he did describe his childhood as impoverished and said that the hardest part of my childhood was reconciling how dad poured his heart into his work, how he helped so many people, and yet couldn't afford to pay for haircuts for me and my brother. Whoa. now, I mean, I feel like, what year are we in? Where are we? Um, so he was born in 57. Oh, okay. So, like, a little bit. Okay. The 60s. Yeah. Okay. I
0: don't know. I mean, to pastors... I don't know. I feel like pastors don't make a lot of money.
1: Um, depends on the pastor. I mean... Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it depends on where, or what area. Um... I mean... I think with preaching, it... Either, like, it just takes a long time to, like, make money. Mm-hmm. Um, or you got one of those mega churches and, like...
0: Yeah, but then that's weird. You got all the money. <laughs> yeah, and we border all line on some not great things. Yeah.
1: Eek. But I think it can be tough out there in small churches. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, in his... uh so he said that in his 2008 book harmonic wealth um and a classmate of his recalled that he always dressed well and knew he'd make something of himself so in 1978 he dropped out of junior college and eventually started working at at&t and um, he started as a telemarketer um And then ended up being a sales manager and a trainer. Mm -hmm. And he started his own seminars and motivational speaking events in the early 90s. And launched his first company in 1992. Cool. Okay. Yes. He also set up the now defunct James Wright International Incorporated in Las Vegas in 2000. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Now, Ray was a big advocate for the pseudoscientific law of attraction, um, which we'll kind of go over here in a second. Okay. Um, cool. Because I don't know what that means. I yeah, mean, I think his, I do, but... Yeah. Um, his teaching has been described of including a mix of spirituality, motivational spe- speaking, and quantum physics. That's a big, um,
0: That's a big difference
1: yep um and in an interview um ray said this about personal responsibility Mm -hmm. i fully know for me that there is no blame every single thing is your responsibility and nothing is your fault because every single thing that comes to you is a gift a lesson
0: well that sounds a little scapegoaty. like you like it just excuses any bad things that you do
1: yeah it it doesn't It doesn't sit quite right.
0: (laughs) No, it doesn't
1: at all. Yeah. So he also advocated for the new thought belief that positive thinking can can heal physical ailments. Um, And he claimed it to have used willpower to stay free of all illness. I don't know about all that,
0: but I do think that, like, thinking positive and stuff definitely helps. Like, it, I mean...
1: If yeah. anything,
0: it keeps you in a good headspace, and like I feel like that helps your body overall, but i don't think that you cannot get sick with sheer willpower alone though yeah, I think
1: that's where you lose me
0: yeah, though that would be impressive
1: i would that would be impressive it would be mhm yeah, um but I also think that we have um Modern medicine for a, a reason.
0: That's like somebody, that's like the equivalent of someone saying like, oh, if you're depressed, just like, don't be.
1: Yeah. As if like, it's Go not outside. A, as a, if it's like, not like a physical thing happening in your brain chemistry. Right. <laughs> like, that's no, not how that I'll works just, actually. I'm
0: going to not be depressed and have anxiety anymore because I'm going to will it away. Yeah, by, I wish. My willpower.
1: Would have done that years ago. Yeah, no shit. You're doing it right now. <laughs> uh, now, Andrew Gumbel of The Guardian described the pseudoscientific claims as a quantum flapdoodle because it claims to be rooted in Heis- Heisenberg's uncertainty principle and other tenets of modern physics. So now, we're going to get into some of those things.
0: Yeah, so your mom texted right us quick. the other day and she said the word of the app or
1: whatever is flapdoodle. Quantum, quantum flap, flap. yeah quantum flap doodle and yes we are gonna
0: yeah i forgot about that text until so the word flap doodle came out of your
1: mouth and i went oh <laughs> so i'm excited yep. to learn <laughs> so we're gonna start with the law of attraction okay um now pretty much it's like a the new thought spiritual belief that um positive or negative thoughts bring positive or negative experiences into a person's life and okay. so, like, the idea is, like, thoughts are made of pure energy, um, and, like, oh, yeah, like, like energy can be, attr- can attract like energy, um, so that's how you can, like, improve your, your health, wealth, or personal relationships, um, and now I, so I do somewhat believe in the law of attraction, That's, like, the Jodie Aries thing, though, right?
0: Where she, like, didn't write down... It was, like, one of her excuses that she didn't write down any of the, quote, bad things he was doing to her and the abuse and stuff because, like, she didn't want the negative energy or something? I think it was something about the law of attraction. Anyways. I don't know.
1: I... Because, like, I'm big on, like, (laughs) manifesting... Yes. (laughs) Stuff. Things like that. However, I... Don't think that that's, like, like, you have to do other stuff, too, like, like, that can't, it's not, like, the end all be all, you know, like, I can't just sit in my house and, like, manifest, like, wealth and then not actively,
0: like, like, pursue
1: a good job or not actively work on myself or whatever, like, you, you have
0: to do the work that comes with it. Well, like, manifesting and praying are basically the same thing. Yeah. Like, I pray all the time. But, like you said, you can't just sit at your house and wait. You have to go and do shit and pray that, like, good shit happens. And you have to do good shit so, like, good shit will happen to you.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I do believe in it, but not as, like, a, like, end-all, be-all. all. Like, this right. is how everything happens, I guess. Yeah. Like, I think it's a little bit of, of all of the above. hmm For sure. Um... Now, New Thought is a spiritual movement, um, that coalesced in the United States in the early 19th century. Okay. Um, so New Thought was seen by its people as succeeding ancient thought, um, accumulated wisdom and philosophy from a variety of different kind of origins, like ancient Greek, Roman, Egyptian, Chinese, Taoist, um, etc. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of their related belief systems, primarily regarding the act, the like the interaction between thought, belief, con- and consciousness, like in the human mind, and the effect of those within and beyond the human mind. You have lost me. You lost me like three paragraphs ago, bro. Uh, I- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so basically, they're taking a lot of different philosophies from a lot of kind of, um, A lot of different origins, Mm -hmm. Um, and ultimately, like, it's the relation between your thoughts and, like, what's beyond your thoughts. Beyond my thoughts where? Well, so like, it ties into, like, the law of attraction, like, that kind of thing. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, what, where are we? (laughs) Like. Yeah. So it, like, ties well into, into that. Okay. Pretty much. Okay. Uh, now, quantum flapdoodle. Yes, lay it on me. <laughs> so, it is uh, basic, basically quantum mys- mysticism. Mm-hmm. Um, it is referred to as quantum quackery, quantum woo, or quantum flapdoodle. Oh, okay, I see. Um, I do like quantum quackery. I love quantum quackery. I like the
0: alliteration, quantum that quack, is... quack. But I can't say it, quantum. Quackery. Yes. Quantum quantum quackery. quackery.
1: Quantum, quantum blue quackery. Quantum woo has a certain oomph to it, too, though, that I like. The quantum woo. The quantum woo. Ooh. Although it does immediately make me think of, like, in The Sims when you make them woohoo. Oh,
0: see? Now it's weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Sims really ruined the word woo for me. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Woo. It's <laughs> so um it's a set of metaphysical beliefs and associated practices um basically are trying to relate consciousness intelligence spirituality or mystical worldviews to the ideas that are in quantum mechanics and its interpretations is it a little offensive to
0: people that like believe and practice that stuff that we just said like quantum quackery
1: yeah, so it it is criticized by non-believers with actual expertise in quantum mechanics to be like an absolute pseudoscience or quackery. Okay. So so All right. yeah, they they're pretty much like no. no. Okay. <laughs> I I think some guy somewhere like read something about quantum mechanics and was like I can tie this into mysticism. I can do that. Yeah. And here we are. Though I don't think
0: math should be anywhere near anything. Quantum physics is math, yeah. Quantum do I I have no idea. Me I'm either. the wrong person to ask. I don't fucking that that's why I'm asking. I don't know either. <laughs> Moving on. Let's give it a goog. I got my degree
1: in mass communication. Yeah, so it's science dealing with the behavior of matter and light on the atomic and subatomic scale. So it's, like, high-level science stuff. Yeah, because I didn't really even understand that sentence, so... Like, it's, it's high-level high stuff that I am not qualified Okay. On. All right. Okay. So back to James Ray. hmm And now we're going to get into the cult of it all. Yes. So between the years of nineteen ninety six and two thousand six, he struggled a whole lot. I was born. Same. Nice. Yes. We collectively we came into this world. Hello. (laughs) And caused chaos. Yes. We've been breaking (laughs) shit since day one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but he never had more than three employees. Like he, he had a really high turnover rate. Yikes. Um. He had been a motivational speaker and had rose to fame after his inclusion in a book and f- film called The Secret, um, and he did make several TV appearances on Oprah and Larry King, um, which did boost his popularity. Oh, yeah. Naturally. Yeah. That'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Now, according to Grant Cardone, in 2000, Ray consulted him for methods to increase sales at business seminars and was warned to teach only sound business practices.
0: Well, that probably didn't happen.
1: Yeah. Now, after this time... Ray began incorporating sleep deprivation, fasting, fire and glass walking and his invented versions of sweat lodge ceremonies. So that took a fucking turn. Yeah, like real, real quick.
0: We went from like how do I sell more books at my like meetings to like cult.
1: Cult, yeah, cult, cult. He really just said uh, good business practices? No, cults. Please. Good business practices, more like
0: sleep deprivation, and you're not allowed to eat.
1: And you're walking on glass? Yeah, who the
0: fuck? I, okay, right here, right now, glass or the hot coals? Which one?
1: I think, okay, hot coals.
0: Hot coals, for sure. I'm gonna go hot coals, yeah. Yeah, because glass is gonna cut into my feet.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna get glass stuck in my feet, and that, you know, like, the hot coals, like...
0: That's gonna suck, but, like... Not near as bad, I think, as having glass. And, like, you can't ever get all the glass out, I feel no, like. No,
1: you can never get all the glass out. Yeah. It's just
0: in there. Ugh.
1: And then you gotta do that Ugh. thing where, like, you think you've got all of it out, but then you'll take one wrong step and you're like, God, it's not all out. Ugh. Miserable. Miserable. No, oh, my feet not.
0: hurt thinking about it. Right. Definitely hot coals. I am Pam from the office.
1: Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just gonna run across it. Call me Pamela. <laughs> like... <laughs> So, being a businessman, he capitalized on his popularity uh, by selling books and DVDs and tickets to his speeches and tours. Nice. Um, and his live events were the foundation that he built his self-help empire on. Okay. He provided his presentations at a low cost and towards the end, he'd offer more intimate special sessions that would cost like hundreds of dollars. Um, I don't like that. I don't like that either. Like what does that entail? Well, we're going to get into that. Oh, okay. Cool. Nice. So, I can't fucking wait. What was called the sweat lodge was the final stage. Not the sweat lodge. It was uh, like the the graduation ceremony of what he called the journey of power. Oh. Um, and there were five events that led up to being a quote-unquote spiritual warrior, each more intense and difficult than the one before. This is weird. And each more expensive to the participants, costing from hundreds and thousands to thousands of dollars.: Now he's just pocketing, yeah? Yeah, for sure. okay.: For sure. And at the end, for the final event, um participants had to pay close to almost 10,000 dollars with no refunds possible. And of course, like it promised like that ultimate breakthrough. I mean, doesn't it always? Of course, yeah. You're supposed to, like, have, like, that... We're supposed to go off in the ship, and we're supposed
0: to, like, fly on the comet, and we're supposed to, I don't know, fucking bring world peace and shit. I can't. I can't. Or I guess just,
1: like, unlock your inner side. I don't know. I don't know what's... I I don't know. Like, what's the result? What are you trying to get? I... Guess, There's just always
0: um, an end goal, and I feel like, yeah. obvi- like, what, have we not learned that, like, that's not, like, a thing? Like, how do you not know? I don't yeah. know. I've never been in a cult. I've never been manipulated like that, but, like, I just don't understand. Yeah, it's
1: it's... it's... Yeah, I don't think I can... I can't get there in my brain. Like, I can empathize, but I have trouble understanding. <laughs> yeah. So... The sweat lodge was described as a hot structure, a structure where the, s- the members of the cult... Sweat lodges uh, are normally hot, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, and they, like, the members were basically assured that they would have these powerful emotional breakthroughs. Um, and basically, like, the structure itself was created with tarps um, and included hot rocks that were placed in the center. And um, the rocks would have the water thrown on them and it would release, like, the steam. Right thus heating everything Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and of course like all of these stages were like plagued before with like safety issues and like safety concerns yeah because why wouldn't they be yeah so long before like what happened uh like what what we're kind of gonna get to Mm -hmm. um he had attracted like criticism over like the safety of his practices, um, because, of course, they included things like sleep deprivation, fasting, yeah. fire, and glass walking, and these sweat lodge ceremonies, which are all. Uh, no, wow. I mean, like, and, and people do, like, obviously, like, there are people that, you know, walk on fire and glass for entertainment, uh, but there are also professionals yeah,
0: and they're not sleep deprived and like starving and like yeah, and forced like, to walk can, on glass and you fire. You can do
1: fasting safely, mm-hmm. uh, but the sleep deprivation can. piece—you cannot go without sleep. Don't do that. That'll
0: you'll hallucinate and then you you you'll up. die. Like that—that'll mess you up. Go to sleep. I'm uh, talking to my. I'm looking directly at you. Me, I need to go to sleep.
1: <laughs> yeah, for real though. Um now former attendees of his seminars um had reported like unsafe practices and a lack of properly trained medical staff in 2005 yeah. mm-hmm. because he um, was a motivational speaker and now he's doing fucking medicine. This. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, a woman from New, Zer- New Jersey shattered her hand after she was pressured into <sighs> participating into a quasi martial arts board breaking exercise. Um, how and, do you uh, like like how
0: okay, even in a cold, I would still know that like I can't do that.
1: how do you yeah. <laughs> why <laughs> yeah, so after and also breaking boards requires so much training, yeah, so much training, and probably a right? lot of like actual strength like you have after to work s- out, yeah, after several untrained attempts, she had multiple fractures um. And uh, that was during the seminar that was held at Surprise Walt Disney World.
0: Fuck's sake! Why are we always at Disney World? You know, if 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 we weren't always at Disney World on this podcast specifically, I wouldn't have such a big issue with it. I think I think I'd be more okay with Disney World and Disney adults. Yeah.
1: So. In 2006, he told guests at a retreat to put the sharp end of an arrow against their necks and lean against it. Uh, one guy's arrow snapped, and the arrow penetrated his eyebrow and caused significant injury.
0: Well, first of all, facial stuff, like, when you bleed on your face, you bleed a lot. You bleed it's like so s- much. Yeah, super superficial. Um, but, what the fuck? Who's, do- like, I- <clears throat> These are the people that, like, when your mom used to say, like, if everybody's jumping off a bridge, would you do it? And you were like, no, of course not. These are the kids were, that were, like, in the back of their mind, like, yeah. Yeah, probably.
1: Probably. Yeah. Because they all just leaned on the fucking... It, uh, yeah. On their like, necks! <laughs> again, like, I don't... I mean... I don't know. I haven't been in that situation, but... like, That's pretty wild. Yeah. But I also think, like, you would have a level, like... Going to a professional speaker, like, I think you would have a level of, like, trust. Like, okay, like, you're a professional, like, you probably, like, like, there's probably some level of, like, well, I feel like if he's doing it publicly, like, there can't be any real danger, right? Yeah,
0: I get that. I can see
1: people convincing themselves, like, no, like, if if it's happening, like, in a public forum, like, of course, like, nothing bad is actually gonna happen. I understand that, but when
0: you go to lean back on it and it's not, like, so- soft. It's pointy and not very sturdy. I don't know, man. I just think that I would have been like, no, it's okay. You can have somebody else to it. Maybe yeah, not. I, I don't know. Because I'd have been too anxious to
1: say that. Maybe. Yeah, I think that would be also the thing that would get me is I'd, I'm, I'd be like, oh,
0: I don't want to disappoint anybody. Yeah,
1: I get that too. Oh, <sighs> But uh, in 2009, Colleen Conaway attended a seminar hosted by James Ray Um, International Inc., um, in which the attendees were directed to dress as homeless people. You said international what? Oh, um, James Ray International Incorporated.
0: Oh. It was just like, company.
1: Yeah, you said international, and in my head I went,
0: international super spy!
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, so they were all directed to dress as homeless people, which is weird. Yeah, that is Um, weird. And she jumped to her death at the Horton Plaza Mall in San Diego and died as a result of her injuries. And according to the police, she had no identification on her person.
0: What the fuck? Wait, is she wearing a seminar and then she just, like, jumps off the hotel that we're at? What are we- what? Mm Mm-hmm. How did- uh, can I get some more detail? How did we get from point A to point B? No, you may not have more detail. That's it? All I know is that she went to this all you're gonna tell me is that she went to the seminar for whatever yeah. reason everyone was dressed up as homeless people, and then this woman died by suicide. mm mm-hmm. and that's all I about that's all you're gonna tell me mm-hmm. no more details than that mm-hmm.
1: okay great sick now in <laughs> two thousand five preceding the events of October 2009 that we'll get to Okay. Um, a serious injury involving hospitalization was reported at the Angel Valley Ranch during a spiritual warrior retreat basically what we're doing is we're laying the foundation for the fact that a lot of people get hurt and bad things happen to a lot of people at these things Okay.
0: Um, I'm not 100% sure that that lady jumped herself I'm just gonna, I'm just saying I, I don't have anything different. else to go off of i mean i'm speculating wildly
1: <laughs> yes so um the verde valley fire chief jerry dorkins um dorkson's department Dorks- responded to an emergency call that a 42 year old man had fallen unconscious after exercises inside a sweat lodge
0: yeah you shouldn't exercise in there you like what you could pass out <laughs> Yeah,
1: so real strange. But by the time that Ginny and Kirby Brown attended a James Arthur Ray seminar in March two thousand nine, he was a famous face and one of five motivational speakers expounding the quote unquote like the law of attraction. Um, so uh, he was tanned, well dressed, and very good looking, according to Ginny. What? He knew how to captivate a crowd. Um, He was very charismatic. We just fall for tall, dark, and handsome, like, as a society. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't
0: understand. (laughs) Like, he's just manipulative. Because that's his job as, like, a motivational speaker. He's supposed to manipulate you into feeling good and, like, feeling motivated. And he takes that same manipulation to make you walk on glass.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. So, he was very, I guess just so charismatic that none of the other issues oh like the sleep deprivation and the starvation
0: and the fire and the glass walking and the girl that died by suicide and then this guy that got hurt yeah and the girl with
1: her board in the hand Mm -hmm. yeah none of that posed uh because he was so handsome and mesmerizing a few months later The 38 year old took out her life savings of $10,000 and drove to Sedona, Arizona, to join the Spiritual Warriors retreat, the final stage. Yikes. Also heading to the desert was Brandy Amstel, who had already spent well over $40,000 on retreats and events run by him. Fuck.
0: How do you, like, find people that have disposable cash like that? I want to be friends
1: with them. (laughs) I don't think they have disposable cash.
0: Oh, okay. They're, like,
1: Like, mortgaging their
0: homes and selling Mm -hmm. their cars and...
1: Because cult leaders often go for people that are desperate, and that's why it appeals, like...
0: That's true, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna
1: spend this $10,000, but then I'm gonna have this breakthrough that's gonna change my entire life, right? Yeah, the rich can be desperate as well, though. That is true. That is also true. But I'm sure it
0: was a mix of, like, people that could afford it versus people that probably couldn't. And I'm sure that ratio of people that couldn't
1: was higher, but... Yeah, because I think generally, like they go after people who are looking for like that that right. last thing that like they're trying that yeah desperate last attempt and um, which is really sad and very manipulative no i get it
0: instead of just like helping so, those people for real she's
1: just going to fuck them over basically yeah mhm so they were no longer in like the five star luxury that his usual seminars and workshops were in no at this point we're in a motel 6 maybe not not even. We are in a ramshackle collection of log cabins and um, shabby teepees in the middle of the desert. Oh, no.
0: I am not going. No, 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 no.
1: That's where so, you would lose me.
0: Like, no, I'm not going out there. I would turn there. around. Yeah. I no. would- <laughs> if you, so, if we got in the car to go see a motivational speaker and you took one turn into a wooded area.
1: Oh, we're in the desert. In the
0: desert? Mm-hmm. You said a log cabin
1: apparently in the desert oh, okay well
0: <laughs> okay so
1: they were told what to pack but they were given little information about what the r- retreat would actually like have Um so how do you know what to pack f- so i guess he gave them like a packing list but oh. didn't really give them any other information oh, okay that and makes sense. that first shock would come from that in like their first introduction so he demanded that they shaved all of their heads, and called in a staff like staff that were that had like clippers, um, and like everybody like cheered and clapped as as each woman's hair fell to the floor. What the fuck? Are you shaving eyebrows too? I don't think so. Okay, good. That's
0: not as weird, maybe, but it's still weird, and I don't like it. That's where I would have to leave. I'd be like, I'm not shaving my fucking head. And well, if you so want to do that, do that. But I don't want to. I've grown my hair out from a pixie cut, and I know how hard that is to fucking do. So I don't want to do true. that again. I'm not shaving my head for love or money. <laughs> so I'm those not.
1: that refused uh, were told that they were too hung up on their appearance and weren't playing full on. That's fine. Bye. Um, See you later. i keep that was my used, 10 grand. That was used to, like, coerce members into activities, like, often. it's was mm. basically told them that, like... You're just not doing enough.
0: Yeah, it's manipulation tactics, so that way you never feel like you're doing enough, so that way you try to be super cult member all the time.
1: Yeah. So, at the second meeting, the next day, he walked in wearing a long white robe and, using a megaphone, declared, I am God. Oh! Okay! So we are off to a good start.
0: (laughs) We've got a a big ego. Um, Does he understand that he-man is stronger than God?
1: Yeah, has he even met He Man? Yeah, has or he even the met? Uh, yeah, or the Smurfs? Yeah, He Man or the Smurfs. So he then organized a samurai game, and made it two teams carry out tasks in silence, um, oh, okay. and anybody that spoke, uh, quote unquote, died. So they had to like lay motionless on the ground. Uh, what um, kind of fucking team building sorority? bonding exercise is this (laughs) like uh not a good one because laura who was one of the first to quote-unquote die was just left on the floor for over five hours uh well into the night and like missed dinner
0: that sounds more like a personal problem just get up I mean, was she, I guess maybe they were
1: told you can't get up until
0: I tell you you can get up. But like, when the game's
1: over, get up. What do you mean? If if you're like paying $10,000 to like do all of this, then I guess like you're just going to listen because like you already paid the $10,000. So like,
0: yeah, but typically just normal people, when an exercise is over, you stand up and you continue on with the rest of the activities. You don't just lay on the floor until she was told, I guess she could not get up okay okay i'm sorry for her i'm I'm upset that she missed dinner
1: yes so as soon as that game finished he led the group into the desert where they were left with a blanket or sleeping bag and no food and water for 36 hours damn yeah so kirby said on record i froze to death and overheated to death and then i puked and i swallowed it down and realized that being so disciplined was incredible yeah dude yeah so being exhausted hungry and thirsty and having hardly like eaten or had anything to drink for two days Mm -hmm. um the followers were told that their most extreme challenge was yet to come they box yes they were told they were going to a sweat lodge which he described as a sacred ceremony that is as old as time itself a death and a rebirth experience I
0: guess I hate that, like, we're taking things from other cultures and just, like, using them for our own advantage. Because I think sweat lodges are a thing in, like, Native American cultures, possibly, what? yes?
1: I think they can be used in a health. Like, they are a thing, and I think they can be used safely.
0: Yeah, well, if everything can be used safely, but this guy's not doing that. And I feel like he's just kind of, like, I don't know, taking something that was not his and trying to make it his. <laughs>
1: like- yeah. Yeah, so he said that you will feel as if you were going to die. I guarantee that. Symbolically, you are going to die. Well,
0: I don't want to pay $10,000 to symbolically die. I want to pay mm-hmm. $10,000 to actually
1: die. Yeah. So, <laughs> he had been using this method since, like, 2003. It was never safe. Mm-hmm. Um, But his designated, quote-unquote, firekeeper, Ted Mercer, and his wife, Deborah um, had a lot of issues with this session because mm-hmm. Ray said it would be hotter and longer than ever before. Okay. So they, yeah. like,
0: don't want to do it, right? Yeah, they were like, this is...
1: I'm out. Not a good idea. I'll shave my head. I don't want to do the rest of it. Um, but they were, like... So they were the people that were, like, in charge of, like, keeping the sweat lodge hot. Mm-hmm. And, like, they were like, this is... This is a bad idea.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, after entering... The tent, um which was pretty small. The fifty four attendees were arranged in concentric circles around the hot stones, um and then the water was poured on top. Um from Brandy, she said a cloud of steam whooshed through the dome and I could feel it going up my nose and down my throat, actually physically burning the inside of my body as it went in. Oh fuck. After fifteen minutes he demanded more hot rocks and the temperature began to raise even further what temp are we at now roughly do we know no idea okay but just hot very hot Mm -hmm. so struggling to read to breathe brandy laid on the floor and closed her eyes okay so uh, she said the sounds that were going on in the tent were intense people screaming blood curdling screams Mm. why why are we screaming i mean people are hallucinating Yeah, with all of that going on in their bodies, and then it's also, like... The starvation. Incredibly hot. Yeah. Yeah. So, Laura sat next to her friend, Liz Newman, a mom of three who had been through steam lodges before and acted as a calming influence. Okay. So, with more hot stones added every 15 minutes... Jeez. And the heat became... Yeah, the heat became unbearable, reaching more than 194 degrees. I'm out. But anyone... Anyone trying to leave was told, you're stronger than that. You can bake cookies almost at that temp. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Ray told them, you have to surrender to death to survive. You have to let go and say, if I'm going to die, it's okay because I don't ever die. Not really. My body dies. I don't die. Yeah, but then I'm not here anymore. I don't want to do that.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. You're fucking crazy, dude. I'm out. I'm not. You're right. I'm not strong enough to sit inside of an oven. You're correct.
1: I am not strong enough to do that. Have a great fucking day. So at one point, Laura felt Liz, like, fall on top of her. And she told James this and that she was concerned. But he dismissed her and said that, like, oh, she'd done this before. So
0: this woman is probably going to die.
1: After four rounds of 15 minutes, Brandy couldn't take it anymore. She said, I started crying, freaking out. I was panicking because the steam was burning my throat. The man next to me kept saying, just breathe. Also, I hate that you said four
0: rounds of 15 minutes instead of saying an hour.
1: Well, because it's like rounds, like 15 minutes, hot, like hot stones. Yeah, I get it, but... Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. How old is your
0: kid? Like 24 months?
1: Sure. Uh, It's a joke. Yeah, what? I don't want to hear it. (laughs) Okay. I don't want to hear it. When they're that little, you do count the months. They matter. I get it, but to me, it's all your me that your kids too. <laughs> Shut up. No. no now never. I'm only going to refer her in months. For the rest of her life. For the rest of her life. Yeah, I'm going to keep on calculating it. Okay. So, when the flap next opened for more stones, um, Maddie made her escape despite mm-hmm. being told she couldn't leave. No, get fucked, um, I'm out. She began shaking violently amid scenes of chaos all around with people vomiting and staff hosing down, steaming and scorched skin.
0: I don't know that that's the way to do it. We need a doctor. An
1: ambulance. After eight rounds, he opened the flap. People began crawling from the tent, unable to walk, and Brandy's friend was um, carried out unconscious. So, she was... Brandy said, I was trying to be with her, checked that she was breathing, and a lady on staff came over and said, you need to leave her alone. This is her experience. Oh, okay.
0: Um, you can go fuck yourself.
1: That's kind of how I feel. I don't know. I just feel like in that situation, I'd tell her to get fucked. So, as the air began to flow back into the tent, Laura found Liz, who was still on top of her, and wasn't moving. Mm. So... Two men carried her out into the open as Laura emerged to find people strewn over, um, like, basically strewn everywhere, unconscious. Um, so, when the steam cleared, Deborah Mercer entered the tent and, to her her horror, found the bodies of Kirby Brown and James Shore, who had suffered massive organ failure due to extreme heat and dehydration. Oh,
0: my God. That is awful. Yeah. And this man just, like, took
1: their money and ran. So, yeah, pretty much. She called 911, mm-hmm. um, and when the paramedics arise, arrived, um, they believed that they had stumbled on a cult. Yeah. They pretty much had. Fair. Um, Brandy says that they were treated like crazy people that got hurt. They thought it was a mass suicide.
0: I mean, I wouldn't know what to think. And after, like, I don't know, what was it? hell's he- Heaven's Gate and, um, what's the other one?
1: The Kool-Aid. Oh, um i don't remember what it's called jamestown no yes yeah Yeah. jonestown jonestown i
0: think it's jonestown after that like i don't know that's what i would think too probably
1: well i mean i was yeah (laughs) so suffering from heat exhaustion brandy was one of the 19 people taken to the hospital but was discharged the same day liz newman was in a coma for a week before passing away that sucks so three people ended up losing their lives to the sweat lodge in two thousand nine. Um, the victim were the victims were Kirby Brown, thirty eight, who hailed from Westtown in New York; forty year old mm-hmm. James Shore from Milwaukee; and forty nine year old Liz Newman, who hailed from Prior Lake in Minnesota, um, and she was a mom of three. Yeah. So the same sweat lodge left around nineteen people injured. And a need of a hop of hospitalization due to Fuck. burns and dehydration kidney failure breathing problems and heat exhaustion oh my goodness and of course by the time the police arrived ray was nowhere to be found yeah of course not but just like wait until his, he goes to his next sweat lodge what do you mean he dipped out yeah like just full-on i get it gone but, like, I don't so, know. Send somebody undercover. I, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, the de- the lead detective, Ross Diskin, described the scene as chaotic and with debris lying everywhere. I didn't know what had happened, whether this was a cult, a mass suicide, or what. I could see women walking around with shaved head. They were walking around like zombies as if they were in shock.
0: Uh, because they probably fucking were, dude.
1: So, initially, he didn't think that it was the scene of a crime because he said that it, it looked like people stayed in there voluntarily but oh. that shifted during the investigation um he said we realized that it wasn't really their decision to stay in they had been conditioned to do what james ray had said mm-hmm. so there was a warrant to uh, search his offices in california um seeking to compensate his computer, registration records, and medical records of retreat participants. Um, According to some of the participants, three weeks later, he apologized via phone to some of them for not having been there the next morning after the deaths and hospitalization to provide closure for the participants. Um, But instead, he just flew home to California. Great. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, according to the participants, a note was left that said that he was unavailable as he was in prayer and meditation. Oh, yeah, I don't
0: want to disturb him. I he later that.
1: confirmed during a 2013 interview with Piers Morgan that he fled the scene rather than staying to assist with the aftermath because, quote, I was scared. Oh. Yeah, dude,
0: like, people weren't scared in the fucking sweat lodge with you and you wouldn't let them out?
1: Yeah. Like, you're you're a piece of shit
0: yeah agreed
1: big piece of shit Cheese.
0: quite literally the biggest
1: yeah so investigation um investigations did happen initial Mm -hmm. investigations concerned the construction itself of the sweat lodge which according to investigators was constructed by a local group under hire Mm -hmm. um jack judd the county building safety manager said that there was no record of a permit or an application for a permit to build the um exceptionally large and non-traditional structure used for a sweat lodge event yeah i'm Um, sure there wasn't because he didn't do any of it legally duh yeah so in on october 15th 2009 after like extensive interviews um with participants and witnesses um they pretty much shifted it to a homicide investigation. Fair. Um, yeah. So, officials claimed that the non traditional sweat lodge structure last the ne- lacked the necessary permits, um, all of that stuff. And uh, um, media began reporting that Ray conducted a conference call with some victims, one of who recorded the call and provided it to um, the AP. Get fucked. During this call, um, a self-described channeler said that he had communicated with the dead and they had said they were having so much fun out of their bodies and that they didn't want to return.
0: Oh, I'm sure that's exactly what they said to him. Like, get, get fucked. Like, how, uh, yeah, I talked to him, actually, and everything's cool.
1: It's fine. Don't even worry about it. They're cool. Yeah, like, I, oof. So, now, the only, so... Just to be clear, um, it was a homicide investigation for the deaths of James Shore and Kirby Brown. Now, later on October October thirtieth, a wrongful death lawsuit um, was um, filed for from the family of Liz Newman. Good. Um. So. Ray was arrested in connection with the deaths on February 3rd in 2010, and bond was set at $5 million. Get fucked. Now, Ray's attorney argued that he could not afford the $5 million, and Ray was released on February 26th, 2010, after bail was re- reduced to 5, um, 525000
0: Yeah, and you only have to pay, like, 10% of that. Yeah.
1: So... So... Three Great. of the victims' lawsuits against Ray were settled before his criminal trial for a total of more than three million. The course, uh, the court case began on May first, twenty eleven, and now they arrested the prosecution. rested its case on June third, two thousand eleven, after thirty four witnesses had taken the stand and forty three days of testimony. Fuck. Now That's a on lot. June yeah on june 22nd 2011 ray was found guilty on three counts of negligent homicide and not guilty of the manslaughter charges brought against him good um negligent homicide sounds worse um you know i would say that but you're about to be mad um okay great the findings specifically stated that Ray was responsible for causing the deaths of the three participants, um, whether or not he was aware of the risk he had subjected them to. But on November 18th, 2011, Ray was sentenced to a whopping two years. Oh, for three
0: counts of negligent homicide. Okay. Two years. Two years. That's not even one a year per person. Like, so, fuck
1: you. People go to jail for weed longer than they go to jail for that. He served 18 months and for was released on July 12th, 2013. I'm angry. And then went on Pierce Morgan. Like, fucking... Ugh. Today, he is still peddling his philosophies and running motivational workshops.
0: And probably they still titled, hurting
1: people. Physically hurting people. Yeah, they are titled The Redemption Experiences.
0: Oh, yeah? The Redemption Experiences?
1: okay it's bullshit okay yeah so to tie it back to uh what you said about um native americans and first nations Mm -hmm. um so they are there are experts on sweat lodges that highly highly um like from native american and first nations people yeah um that highly highly criticized his construction of the and like use For the fraudulent ceremony.
0: Yeah, and, like, if he had had a permit, the reason why the permit was such a big deal is because, if you have a permit, then, like, you have to build a structure that's up to code, that's built Mm -hmm. properly,
1: like, there are rules. So, um, Indian Country Today reported that Ray drew on the ire of Indian Country from the start because the ceremony which he was selling bore little, if any, resemblance to an actual sweat lodge ceremony. Mm -hmm. Native American leaders expressed shock outrage and dismay that people had been killed in something misrepresented as a native ceremony and offered prayers to the dead for the dead and injured the leaders say the real sweat lodge ceremony is part of their way of life and not a commodity nor should it ever be a life-threatening event it is native american intellectual property protected by u.s laws um uh and the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples. The ceremony should only be conducted by sanctioned Lodge members who are from legitimate nations and who have been thoroughly trained in both spiritual and physical safety protocols.
0: Yeah, because, like, now anybody, anything, let me think, let me stop for a second, collect my thoughts. The only thing anybody's going to see on the news is, like, sweat lodge and people dying. Mm-hmm. So then yeah. they're going to put it together in their brains like, that must have been some Native mm-hmm. American sweat lodge cult thing that we don't like. And it just, like, drags their name through the mud or whatever when, like, it's not even what yeah. it's for. And then people aren't going to go out of their way to educate themselves like they should. So they're just going to go on thinking, we're, ba- we're right back to satanic panic. Like, we're just going to go on thinking that, like, yeah like the shit's bad when it's not. <laughs>
1: genuinely genuinely fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. You took something that wasn't yours and used it to actively harm people. Yeah, people died. Like, you're a piece of shit and you served 18 months for that. I <sighs> I could like I want to I'm mad. I'm mad. I want to throw my table. Yeah. Um but that's what I got for you. Um it's incredibly infuriating and I'm angry about it. Me too. Um we're going to
0: get maybe less angry, a little more sad and a little more ruin your christmas. Oh good. Yeah. Yay. What a fun episode. Yes. So yeah, it is christmas time and um I'm here to ruin that christmas for you.
1: Time. Oh good. Yeah. I I love my holiday being demolished. Yeah,
0: so trigger warning for like child loss or possibly kidnapped children. Ch- <laughs> Rip. Um, so it's Christmas day, technically, because that is 1am, but it's Christmas Eve. And, um, okay, we, you know, we're at the solder house in, um,
1: okay,
0: I want to say Fayetteville. Yeah. West Virginia. I knew that Just second guess myself. I knew it was Fayetteville, West Virginia.
1: Yeah. Anyways, knew I knew
0: that. So we're here at the solder house. It's on fire and things are not yeah. looking great. That's a bad it start. It is a bad start. We are not starting in a great okay. place. Um, okay. George and Jenny solder, they're able to get three. No. Four of their children. The okay. math.
1: How, how many How many kids do they have? Ten.
0: The math here is s- suspect because I've, I've heard. I don't know. I'm confused. Th- basically, they get four of their children out of the home. Okay. okay. The house burns down in like 45 minutes. And oh, their other five children, unfortunately, did not make it out. Oh, well,
1: where is the last one? He's in the army. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, okay. But, so he wasn't... So, well, oh, 45 minutes is a short amount of time for a house to burn town, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but not? it's
0: 1945, so you gotta think, like, it's probably, like, wood, wood.
1: Well, yeah, but still, that feels like a long... Or, like, a short amount of time... I think it just uh, depends on, like, how hot it's burning.
0: I guess. I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah, those five children did not make it out of their home. Okay, that's but, terrible. But maybe they did. Okay. We don't really know for sure. Good. Let's go. Let's let's get into it. Um, yeah, let's get into it. So it's Christmas Eve. Like I said, everything's totally normal. The kids stayed up kind of late, uh... Later than the parents, for sure, later than George and Jenny, Uh, but it wasn't Mm -hmm. a big deal. And I guess, like, they lived in the attic. There was, like, a room up there for the girls and a room up there for the boys. Um, Okay. And I'm pretty sure it was the attic. It was at least the second floor of the house. So all the kids go to bed, whatever, not a big deal. Around midnight, there's a phone call. Jenny answers it and it sounds like there's um, maybe like a party going on on the other side like she can hear like wine glasses clinking and like people talking that sort of thing and the woman's asking like I don't know she's just asking for someone that doesn't live there Okay. and she's like laughing and Jeannie is quoted as saying like or sorry Jenny is quoted as saying like she had a weird laugh I don't know and then she like she was like no she didn't live they don't live here and she hung up and went back to bed yeah, okay. as you would fair um a little bit after that i guess she's still kind of trying to go to sleep she hears something hit the roof and like roll off of the roof not sure what that was okay but we'll get to it in a little bit um yeah that is weird and then around 1 a.m there's a fire the house is on fire like we gotta we gotta get out we gotta get these kids and we gotta fucking go Um, yeah that is a problem Yeah, so they're able to get four of their children out of the house like I said one was at the army Um, this is where shit starts to get weirder because everything up until now has been pretty okay I guess like I mean it sucks that there's a fire but that's not weird I don't know
1: yeah like it's unfortunate but it isn't necessarily like odd I don't know so yeah,
0: George goes to like break a window because he's got five kids in there
1: um, yeah, he's trying to get. Him yeah. Out. So he
0: goes to break a window. He ends up burning himself. So he's like, that's not going to work and probably cut himself with glass. Um, yeah. he goes around to the back of the house where he normally keeps like a ladder thinking that he's gonna be able to get to the second floor and like get up there, get them out with the ladder. There's no ladder. It's gone. Okay. Uh, they ended up finding it in like a nearby ditch. I think it was like, uh, either 40 yards or 40 feet. And I understand that that's a big difference. That is a big difference. But it was pretty close, to say the least. Yeah. Um so plan B, he's like, let me let me take the truck. He's got he has like a coal company, so he's got coal trucks at the house. He's like, let me back up a truck, I'll climb in the bed, climb in the window, I'll get my kids out. Goes yeah. to start the trucks. No spark plugs.
1: Okay. they don't
0: start. Spark plugs missing.
1: <laughs> that is a problem. It's not great. It's not great at all. <laughs> okay, but, like, props to him for, like, thinking of every way that he could get his kids out. That is a determination. Yeah, because
0: I feel like once my first idea of, like, breaking the window didn't work, I'm in a panic. Because now I really don't know what to do. I w- I don't know that I would have thought ladder.
1: I think I would have thought ladder. Um, yeah. I don't... I, I mean, although I guess, like, in stressful situations, like, I'd do anything to get my kid out. No,
0: that's fair. I like to think that I'd be more capable of getting them out. like... At least more capable, like, than I think I am is what I mean. Like, not more capable than George. Just saying, like, I think that I could come up with ideas, I guess, if I needed to, like he did. Yeah. Anyways, Marion, a child, uh, one of the solder children that made it out, she's running to a neighbor's house to call the fire department. Okay, this is, like, back in the day when you would, like, make a phone call and then they would have to, like, take their wires, literally, and, like, pull and plug you and plug you into somewhere else to, like, connect the phone call. Um... So they call and there's no operator, so no one can connect their call to the fire department. She's like, okay, goes to the next neighbor's house. Bad planning. It's bad. It's pretty bad. Like, that's that's bad planning. Yeah. So she runs to the neighbor's house and guess what? No operator. Uh, Where is everybody? I understand that it's Christmas Eve, but like 24 7, my guy. Maybe they didn't do that back then. Yeah. The
1: bad stuff happens on
0: Christmas. Well, it's going to get worse. You wait. Um,. So, the neighbor, like the second neighbor that she went to, was like, All right, we're not going to get anywhere with this. So, he's like, I'm going to go over to the fire station. He drives over there and he's like, Buddy, we got a problem. The fire chief is like, Great, say no more. Uh, the fire station, mind you, is 2.5 ish miles away from the solder home. Mm-hmm. So, in the wee morning hours of Christmas Day, when the fire department finally arrived at 7 a.m. to put the fire out. <laughs> so do your job it's so bad 7 a.m for a fire that started roughly at one o'clock in the morning do your job i'm laughing because that's horrifying like that is my worst nightmare
1: you are less than three miles i could run faster also though it wasn't
0: really their job so this is like post world war ii literally it ended like december 2nd 1945, and we are at Christmas of 1945. So, like, they're all volunteer firefighters, and it's Christmas Eve, I guess, so maybe, like, it had they had to get out of bed and get there, and they had to get the word to them or whatever, but, like... And there's not any operators, apparently, so you can't make a phone call. I don't know. It took a long time for them to get out there. It didn't really matter that they showed up at all, really. The house burned down in 45 minutes, like I said.
1: Yeah, at that point, it's like, what... Thanks for coming. Cool. Thank you for confirming that my house is burned down. I watched it. <laughs> like, because you didn't
0: do your job.
1: You didn't come.
0: Right. <laughs> um, so, that's kind of when the official search started. Official search started. That's hard to say. Um, and the fire department kind of starts coming through the rebel. They're looking for the remains of um, Maurice, who is 14. Martha, who is 12. Louis or Louie. I don't know how you pronounce it. It was nine. Um, Jenny, who was eight, and Betty who was five. And they find nothing. Like, they don't find anything. And there's still, like, the basement to the house, I guess, because, like, it didn't, I mean, it can't burn the basement, I guess. Because that's in the ground. But Mm -hmm. um, they don't don't find anything. They find Bubkiss. Nothing. So, they search from, like, seven-ish to about 11 a.m. and, like, Mm -hmm. I said, didn't find a bone. The coroner comes back, like, the next day to get the bodies. Mm -hmm. Because he's like, let me just go. I'll find them. I'm the coroner, I guess. And um, he's, like, showing up to get them. And he's like, oh, shit, they're not here. There's nothing here for me to, like, get. (laughs) Yeah. So later, like, a few days later, that same coroner puts together a jury. Because he's going to do, like, an inquest to find out, like, the cause of the fire. Um, Yeah. And the jury ends up ruling it to be, like, faulty wiring.
1: Okay. Now, I'm going
0: to take issue with this for a couple of reasons. One we'll get to later, but one I'm going to get to right now. So, George, like, a few months prior to all of this, um, had had the wiring mm-hmm. checked in the house just because.
1: Yeah. Like He was being a good homeowner. Yeah,
0: he was being a dad and his dad doing dad things. And um, they were like, yeah, your wiring's good. Looks great. Ship, 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 ship. It was great. I can't talk, but it wasn't good. Or- it was in working order, um, yeah. so it's weird that like the jury determined it to be a faulty wiring. But we'll get to maybe why that is later on. Um, so, a few days later, and by like a few, I mean like maybe four days later or so. Um, mm-hmm. George is having issues with seeing like the rebel of the home, which I can totally understand. Yeah. He's a grieving parent. I get that. My mans goes and gets a bulldozer oh. and bulldozes the rebel. Okay. To make a memorial for his children, and that's very that's sweet. Fine. That's a grieving parent. But George, honey, there would have been some evidence there that we needed.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I get why.
0: Jump the gun a little.
1: Yeah. This is bitch. I also feel like somebody, because, like, like, he can't see that clearly. Yeah. You know, but I feel like somebody should have been like, hey.
0: For sure.
1: Yes. Like, don't do that.
0: Yeah. At some point when he's in the bulldozer, I would have been like, sir. Like, this is a mistake. This is incorrect. Um, they also found out, and I don't know where it went. I definitely typed it. I remember typing this up in my notes um but i don't see it in my notes now okay i feel gaslit by this google doc (laughs) like um but they also found out that the phone lines had been cut not burned like at the house but like cut
1: yeah at the pole oh so seeming very intentional
0: well yeah i mean it wasn't burned at the house it was cut
1: at the pole No, I mean, like, the whole thing is just seeming very... Oh, yeah, for
0: sure. And the pole, I think, was, like, 14 feet tall, and then you had to reach up another two feet to, like, cut anything. Um, and it's later discussed that, like, these thieves, uh... There was an eyewitness that said she saw these guys, like, stealing some stuff, I guess, while the fire was, like, burning. And, um, they said that they were the ones that cut the phone lines because they were gonna steal some shit, and they meant to cut the power lines instead. But... cut cut the wrong thing
1: that's convenient
0: yeah I guess if they were seen stealing shit then that story makes sense and it's just a coincidence but it's weird it definitely is weird also were they stealing stuff or setting the house on fire like yeah I don't know (laughs) it seems maybe more likely that they set the house on fire Mm -hmm. I don't know um so those guys are cleared i mean i guess they got in trouble for stealing that other stuff but not for this so Mm -hmm. it's cool um but sorry my brain just like stopped working so yeah like the phone lines have been cut so a lot of it like you said is just weird and feels very intentional now because of how intentional it feels the solders are like "Hmm, i don't know like, yeah. we didn't find any bones. I haven't laid my children to rest, like. Yeah. Maybe, and there's, like, rumors flying around that people have seen them, possibly. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, maybe, maybe our children didn't die. Yeah. Um. So the sightings. Sorry, let me scroll a little bit. So the sightings, there was a girl, uh, who said that she'd seen them driving like in a car, like driving Mm -hmm. away as the fire was like, I don't know, going, Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure if the children were driving the car or like if somebody was with them, but they were seen in a vehicle. Someone that worked in a motel that was about 50 miles outside of Fayetteville. They said that they had seen the children, um, post fire as well. Mm -hmm. Now, A woman also, like, at a Charleston hotel, she reported seeing these children, um, who checked in with two men and women of, like, Italian descent, or, like, heritage, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and she said, quote, the children were accompanied by two women and two men, all of Italian extraction. I tried to talk to the children in a friendly manner, but the men appeared hostile and refused to allow me to talk to these children. One of the men looked at me in a hostile manner, and he turned around and began talking rapidly in Italian yeah
1: okay
0: um a missionary had seen a picture of the kids in the paper and he thought that maybe he'd seen them down in florida but a private detective um went down there and was like yeah the kids were definitely here but they're gone now hmm. and like five other people had seen them in this like cortez florida city okay so we don't really know if they're dead or not and this is raising some suspicions. Yeah. Um, so Jenny's got questions. Naturally, she's a mother and she's grieving and she hasn't been able to lay her kids to rest, like I said. And like, she doesn't even think that they're dead now. So now she has to find Makes them. Uh, so she calls this crematorium because her thing is like, we didn't find any bones. So let's start there. She calls the crematorium. Mm-hmm. This guy tells them that um, the bodies that they burn, like at the crematorium place... They burn at, like, 2,000 degrees or so for, like, two hours, Yeah. and they still sometimes leave behind bones, like, that are charred. Like, it's not totally ash when yeah. you're cremated. Um, so the crematorium people kind of thought it was, like, not really possible for them to have, like, for an electrical fire that lasted 45 minutes to have killed them. Yeah. Like, they said it was odd that it would leave appliances and not traces of, like, people...
1: Yeah, no, you definitely would have, like, 100% you would have remains.
0: For, for sure. If the appliances are left, you're for sure going to have remains. Like, something. Yeah. So, then Ge- George and Jenny are like, we, gotta, we have to figure this out. So, they hire this private investigator, yeah. um, a Mr. C.C. Tensley. And he basically hears this rumor going around that the fire chief, uh, Chief Morris, had found a human heart at the scene like day of i guess and instead of letting anybody know this chief morris just buried it in the woods to give that person a quote proper burial
1: okay yeah don't do that um
0: so so tinsley's like that's not okay we're gonna need to dig that up Mm -hmm. and so they Absolutely. They dig it up, and they take it to, um, like, a funeral director. And the funeral director is like, so that is beef liver. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's not a heart at all. <laughs> um, not even close. Yeah. He was like, good, good try, though. Thanks for playing. Um, and the word on the street is kind of that Morris, I guess... Wanted to bring the solder family some closure, so he thought if he started a rumor that he buried a heart in the woods. Okay, but they would think their children died and that they'd be at peace.
1: There were five children. Yeah. That still leaves four unaccounted for.
0: That leaves I would think five unaccounted for. (laughs)
1: Like,
0: (laughs) that's not enough for me. Um and they sent it off for testing, like, they sent the the heart off for testing, and it for sure was beef liver, and the fucking funeral director was like, yeah, dude, I knew that looking at it, that's not a human heart,
1: like... Not a heart. Um.
0: And there was, okay, so there was also another instance where, like, Sylvia, one of the children who had survived, she was playing around, like, I guess, at the Memorial Rebel, the site where the house was at, and she finds this, like, green object like made of rubber mm-hmm. and George immediately is like oh that's a that's a napalm bomb like that they used in in the war yeah and the reason why this is important is because like if it was a napalm bomb like it, it well okay okay It wasn't, it couldn't have been a napalm, like, if it was a bomb, maybe, yes, it could have started a fire, but it didn't have napalm in it, you know what I mean? Like, there's no way. That's, I don't think that's something that people just have, like, maybe back then you just brought it back with you, but I'm pretty sure that the army just confiscated that shit before you left the base to go home. Maybe. They might have let you leave with one, I don't fucking know. Um... But, yeah, so George is just, like, off the cuff, like, yeah, that's a napalm bomb. Why he knows that? It's beyond me. And Jenny's, like... So, when that is all found and discovered, Jenny's, like, oh, obviously that's what hit the roof that night and, like, rolled off was this bomb. So, I guess now the working theory is that somebody, like, tried to drop a napalm bomb on them. Um, Okay. They... I don't know, but, like, that doesn't really go anywhere because there's not proof that that's what it is. I'm like, we don't know. So that's just kind of, like, a red herring to me. Um, Yeah. They also hired a pathologist named Oscar Hunter Jr., who excavated, like, the whole memorial site and found um, some human vertebrae bones.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Why he found them when we didn't find them before is beyond me. They also didn't have any charmite... the bones didn't have any, like, charring on them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which they would most definitely have if they had been, if they had burned to death. Like, yeah, absolutely. they would most definitely have that. Um, they send the bones off for analysis anyways, because like, you have to know, so I get it. They send them to the Smithsonian, and the Smithsonian is like, these aren't the right age. Like, these are human yeah. vertebrae, yes, of like, maybe like a 17-year-old, 18-year-old male, but like, the oldest male that passed or disappeared was 14 and they Mm -hmm. said possibly that could like work if he was like you know like matured more like a 17 year old or whatever at his age but like probably not and the lack of charring yeah Yeah. so like it's just i don't know whose bones those are and i think we should get to the bottom of that maybe but not the bones we're looking for yeah
1: not the right yes
0: um And like I said, from there, there's like a lot of sightings of them. So we're going to kind of get into the theories. Because that's kind of all the the factual evidence that I have for you. Not really, but more of it's in the theories. So here we go. Um, George Sauter was originally known as like Giorgio Sadu, which is his Italian name. Um, He immigrated from Sardinia in 1908 and Mm -hmm. uh, started this like, Coal trucking business. Um, He was pretty vocal about the fact that he didn't like Benito Mussolini, who I think was the uh, dictator of Italy, maybe at the time, or the king or whatever Italy has. I want to say he was a dictator, yeah. I believe he. Yeah, I would have have to agree. Um, And so he was pretty loud about it, and he left Italy to like come to the states more than likely for, like, political refuge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So in the months leading up to the fire, there was, like, some weird shit happening. <laughs> this mm-hmm. guy uh, came to the house that was looking, like, and was, I guess, looking for work. Um, and he kind of, like, looked at the fuse box, I guess, and said it was going to cause a fire someday. But, like, didn't give a whole lot of context he was just like looking at it um
1: okay and like
0: George was really confused because like I said he'd had somebody come out prior to that even to check the wiring and like they were fine so it was just like a weird thing that this guy said and he was like I don't know man I'm letting you look at my box like whatever um yeah but I think the most notable visit is this guy comes by and he's, like, trying to sell the solder's life insurance. And uh, mm-hmm. George is like, I don't need life insurance. Uh, I'm good. And the guy's like, actually, fuck you. You're not good. You do need this life insurance. And as a matter of fact, um, quote, your GD house is going to go up in smoke and your children are going to be destroyed. You're going to be paid for the dirty <gasps> remarks you've been making about Mussolini.
1: Oh, so this this life insurance salesman is angry. That is a direct threat and a bad sales approach. It is a
0: horrible sales approach to say the least. And it's just like Jeez. I don't. Okay, so you, you want to hear the kicker though about that guy, the life insurance guy?
1: Yeah.
0: He was on the jury of people that determined it was like a, a an electrical fire. Of course he was. Yeah. Of course he was. So I definitely think that man looks suspicious. Um, yes, he does. And not only that, the solder boys, like a couple days before Christmas, I guess saw this car that was parked um along highway twenty one that was there for like a few days in a row. and it said that like they felt like the guys in the car were watching them pretty closely, but
1: hmm.
0: it was just strange. Um, yeah, so that's a little bit of background on George and like a couple of the odd occurrences that happened leading up to the fire. Yeah, so one cool. of the theories is that, um, it was all kind of like revenge against George, like yeah. for his comments about Mussolini and that, um, kind of like the Italian mafia mafia allegedly like that's did right. what they needed to do, I guess, because of his comments. Um, they wanted to kind of teach him something that he was going to take with him forever and that he needed to keep yeah. his mouth shut basically. And that's kind of, like, because everything's so suspicious. Like, the ladder was thrown, the spark plugs, the wires cut. And it had to have been cut quickly because she got that phone call at midnight and the fire was done at 1 a.m. And that's when the phones didn't work.
1: Yeah. Like, that'd have to be pretty quick. Yeah. Um,
0: But they really don't know, you know, like, what happened to these children. Now, there is a story. Uh, We don't know really how true it is but I'm going to get into it so in 68 um, the Sauters received a letter in the mail that contained a photo of a grown up Lewis. like it looked like a grown up version Mm -hmm. of him and um, it was postmarked from Kentucky there was no return address and there was a message on it that said "Lewis Sauter I love brother Frankie little boys A91032 or 35 Um, it's kind of weird so yeah. people think that maybe like it's not true, like that it's somebody just like fucking with them, like trolls before trolls were a thing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, obviously they're going to try and check that out Yeah. because course. they I would. Yeah. I mean, that's their kid, especially if it looks like him. Oh, and then on the back of it, what it said, like, yeah. Um, but I'm like, why don't we ask Frankie what the numbers mean? Because to me, I'm thinking that's like a code between the two of them.
1: Maybe. I don't know, I don't know either.
0: Um, but they ended up taking, okay, so they ended up hiring, like, another private investigator for that, like, instance mm-hmm. to go and, like, figure that out, and I don't know if he, like, got paid and dipped or, like, what, but that guy was just never heard from again. Oh, God. So the guy that went to go find out if Lewis was alive was just never heard from again.
1: That's not great. That's not
0: great. And I don't have any more context for that. That's all I have for you on that. Um, so that's strange. Um, Mm and in 1952, George and Jenny had this like huge billboard put up on Route 16 that had pictures of their five children with a $10,000 reward. And the board sat there Mm -hmm. for like 37 years. They ended up spending, um... More than fifteen thousand dollars on private investigators and travel expenses, which today is more than two hundred thousand dollars. Jeez,
1: um, that makes me so
0: sad. There was maybe possibly a sighting of one of the little girls in a yearbook, I think. And the dad went up there, and like the school ended up not letting him in, and that was kind of the end of it. Like that wasn't his kid, I guess. Um, but today Sylvia solder paxton she's the only member of the family that's still alive her parents mm. hoped that um like the solder children's memory would live on and sylvia has organized like a memorial meeting that happens in fayetteville every year um but yeah we don't know what happened to them and like their family kind of oh passed God. away without knowing and that's really that sad sucks. and i hope i ruined your that christmas
1: a little bit yeah that's a downer it is a
0: downer but like where did they go because i don't think they died in the fire either
1: no i mean like all the evidence points to the fact that they didn't die in the
0: right fire. that someone killed or maybe not killed them but like kidnapped them and then did what with At least them? took them yeah yeah but then like it poses like on red web they were like but then as adults would they not just come and be like hey this happened to us
1: well, it depends. Fear can play a huge factor in how That's much- That's
0: true. And if they're like, we'll kill your family. I don't know.
1: Yeah, or even like, I mean, especially, I mean, they were young children, so it could even, like, they're- I mean, they may have been, like, manipulated into- For sure. You know, whatever. Right. I mean, a whole number of reasons could be why they never- Or they were, unfortunately- murdered at a different place possibly which would also be terrible yes
0: for sure um my thing though is like could this be solved with like the ancestry dna maybe like and i'm not i don't know like sylvia would do it because i mean she's still alive so she could do it and like put in her dna and like do her family tree and Mm -hmm. stuff and then because if they lived and they lived lives they would have had hope i mean probably would have had children
1: yeah, I mean, it also highly, I mean, there are a number of things that could have happened. I mean, human trafficking, yeah, taken to another country, like there are a lot of things that could explain why they can't be found. That's true. Here. I think it definitely okay. has
0: something to do with the Italian mob. That's my opinion.
1: Seems like kind of maybe. the most likely situation.
0: Um, but Merry Christmas, that's all we got for you. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> my
1: God. That was so sad. Yeah, I know. I didn't like that. It was very
0: sad. <laughs> oh, God. That's terrible.
1: Um, I can't imagine, like... Yeah, I, I can't imagine living every day, like, wondering what happened to them. No, oh, for sure. I
0: hate the stories. Like, I hate the story. We still don't know what happened to them. It's very, very sad. But I hate the stories where they find out what happened to them after the parents pass away even more I
1: think oh god yeah that's heartbreaking which
0: I think when you die you find out but I, ho- I hope I like so. just you You better yeah there better be some horror closure there I hope so I'm praying that there is um but yeah we'll leave you with those horrible thoughts uh to go on about the rest of your okay. day um oh god I guess we can do socials
1: yeah geez um, so follow us on our socials we are your mom's a hoax on most of the things mm-hmm. uh, we are Y M A H Pod mm-hmm. on the tiktok yes we are um, which we are putting out tiktoks on a regular basis um, so go check those out um, and then our email is your mom's a hoax pod at gmail dot com send us an email tell us what you want to know what you want to hear you know rate and review Mm -hmm. us do
0: all the things definitely tell your friends um we're growing slowly but surely we're growing so continue to tell people about us and continue to listen and we love you and we'll see you on the tiktok
1: heck yeah we'll see y'all later Mm -hmm. see you next week Bye. bye